0: Welcome to the Swisspreneur Show, a podcast about startup stories and hands-on learnings from experienced entrepreneurs. My name is Sylvan and I will be your host. Together with Startup Ticker, Switzerland's largest news portal for startups, Swisspreneur presents the Startup of the Week. For 10 consecutive weeks, we will portray a Swiss startup that is currently doing fundraising. Especially in times of COVID-19, we want to actively support startups and strengthen the ecosystem. Today, we talk to Igor Susmelch, the co-founder of what to label The ETH and Haske spin-off helps to filter the right data for deep learning algorithms. We talk about their start, the problem and the competition of what to label Let's get started. Igor, everyone, well welcome to the Swiss Swisspreneur Show. It's a pleasure to have you here today. Thank you very much for having me. You studied information technology at ETH, and today you are also the co-founder at What2Label. What actually motivated you to start your own company instead of choosing to work for a big corporate after uh, studying and finishing your studies?
1: Uh, there are multiple reasons. On on one hand, it's of course solving solving my own problems I faced during the the more research part at the university, and also having a freedom and building something I really want to build my uh, on my own, like so building something for for myself, building something without a lot of restrictions around myself. And I think in a corporate you you very often are uh, more limited in in terms of what you can do and how you can build certain
0: things. So tell us a bit more about what to label. What problem do you actually solve with your startup?
1: We, we work in the space of uh, machine learning or more, more specific deep learning. And a lot of people now move into this field and everyone wants to build and train new models uh, to detect objects or uh, generate faces and enhance their products. But the big pain point currently is that uh, we also need to collect the data and clean the data. And no one really wants to do that. So what we do is we help the companies and especially the ML engineers to be much more efficient, because typically they spend 80% of their time in cleaning the data. So for us, it's really important to make those people more productive.
0: I think that's a very good goal to have and to follow. I'm also curious to learn more about the team uh, that's behind what to label. Uh, Can you tell us a bit more about what experience your team brings to the table?
1: Yes, so we're currently a team of four people here in Zurich itself. Um, We have uh, uh, business people from uh, Halske and from the Fachhochschule. And we also have people from ETH, uh, like myself. And I think that the beauty of it is that we combine the best of the the business world as well as of the tech and uh, research world. And um, on the technical side, we have quite strong background also with having uh, academic papers published in the space of deep learning. And on the business side, we also have consulting experience. And I think this really um, matched up very well.
0: Awesome. Uh, yeah, as you said, I think that's a great mix. And uh, you're also officially accredited the ETH and Highski spin-off label uh, with your startup. So I think that's a perfect combination of uh, bringing those two worlds together. Someone who can build the product and someone who can uh, sell it. Can you also talk about the milestones that you have recently achieved with your startup? Where do you stand today and what are the recent milestones you achieved?
1: I think on one hand, we we managed to to get multiple companies out of different industries to to work with us. So we have companies, uh, leading companies in autonomous driving working with us. We also have companies um, abroad, like not only in, in Switzerland and um, companies in visual inspection. Uh, we even got new companies to work with us during the whole Corona outbreak, which is, I think, a very big achievement. And um, this is this is probably one thing we are the, the most proud of at the moment.
0: Absolutely. I think it's always uh, very impressive if uh, Swiss companies already early on can actually close uh, other companies or clients abroad. How did you actually achieve that? How did you go over and win international clients out of Switzerland?
1: So this, this is mostly the work of my co-founder Matthias, who, who did the, the whole outbound marketing and uh, sales approach. And I think what, what we really did well is we, we, we prepared the, the whole pitch of what we do, what problem we solve within a white paper, like a PDF file we send out to interested companies. And um, we really tried to just get, get the initial call to get feedback on this one. And I think it's not, it's not really a sales, sales call we try to achieve. And we just try to understand what really the problem of the companies is. And usually, like, as I said in the beginning, it's 80% of the time that people spend with this topic. And it's not a very nice topic. So it's, it's not like that every ML engineer wants to clean the data and prepare the data. So actually, they, 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 they come up with on their own about and talking about uh, this particular problem. So they are really curious in the end to, to learn more about our solution. And the the really beautiful thing about having a software as a service company is, especially in this domain, you can sell everywhere. So we had calls with companies in the U.S. which now use our product, companies in Germany, as well as companies within Switzerland. And we did it all remotely. So it is quite,
0: quite nice. That's impressive. Um, so therefore, you really must solve a big problem for them. I'm curious, is there also any competition? Um, how does the competitive landscape on the market side look like? So so we have um, com-
1: competitors. Um, the only actually companies working in this field or offering similar solutions are startups, mostly in the Valley at the moment, like in San Francisco. But they're all also in a very similar stage as we are, just uh, started like more or less a year and a half ago and don't really have lots of customers. They're also still in a very early phase. And the m- biggest comp- competition we currently have is within the companies itself because the teams had to solve their own problem. There, there is no mainstream solution out there. So actually what we do is we usually pitch the companies to try out our solution. And um, if it works better than the internal solution, they can switch and uh, refocus their resources on more intre- more important topics. Because hiring ML engineers to do data preparation um, it's, it's not always core of the company's focus. They rather want to improve the product or build new products.
0: But then you would say that the biggest competition that you face is really the internal solution that companies built themselves.
1: Yes, and I mean, we're talking about companies with lots of researchers, like uh, PhDs, uh, 10 to 20 people working on this particular topic. And I think that the one, the one way how we try to, to solve it is by, on one hand, um, we have a unique approach, uh, to, to tackle the problem because we, we really work with, with raw data on, on uh, helping them to do the whole, whole preparation process. This is something no one else did so far. And the other part is that, that we um, combine no- knowledge from different industries, like is it medical imaging, autonomous driving, or visual inspection, and we can leverage this know-how across the industries to improve our product. Whereas a company in autonomous driving only focuses on autonomous driving, and of course doesn't have this other insights.
0: Absolutely. And you know, building a startup is something difficult. It's, it's something really hard. What was the toughest challenge that you faced with your company and how did you actually overcome it?
1: The biggest problem was that we, we started initially with a different problem and with a different team. Um, and uh, th- this is probably also the biggest learning for, for myself. Um, it's really important to find to find a market um, where, where you're you need to be able to sell your product or it, at least an MVP of uh, in, in the early stage. And it's really hard um, to, to, to see that in the beginning, especially if you're just coming from university. I think lots of people just like to build things. And for us, like the, or for me, uh, Matt joined later, right? So for, for me, like the, the, the really important thing is that we that we made all those pivots um, in the last couple of years. To, to figure out like, what what are the real challenges the companies face and also to, to discover the, the, the one part which is most important and interesting for ourselves.
0: Is there any recommendation that you would give to other startups, you know, that might be in a, in a similar situation or that might just start out that can really help them to find the right market and the, the real potential that is a good fit for them?
1: I mean, on on one hand, there needs to be to be a problem, right? A large problem, so people would need to care about it. There's also the the willingness for pay that they pay for it. This is really important. And the, the third thing is, are you really motivated enough to to go through all the pain to to build something in this space? And I think if you fulfill all the all of them, that's great. What what we started out with in the beginning was detecting fake videos, and uh, the problem there was. Uh, was not that we we didn't uh, that th- th- it wasn't a problem it was a big problem it still is a big problem right and we also were fully motivated but the problem was really that no one was willing to pay <laughs> and if, if no one is willing to pay and you it, it's really hard to, to raise money and it's also hard to, to uh, build a successful company out of it.
0: Absolutely How fast have you actually realized that that there's nobody willing to pay? Actually, with all the, 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 the
1: projects we worked on, I think within two or three months, we were able to validate it. So we built a, we built a product uh, or like an MVP within one, two months. And then we reached out to lots of companies, had meetings, and we got the feedback. And I think it's, it's also the timing question, right? I think if you now would, would try to do something with, in the fake media space, you would have maybe higher chances to, to succeed than what we did uh, almost two years ago.
0: Yeah, timing is a very important and crucial point in uh, startup success. I would also like to talk about fundraising. You are currently raising funds. Can you talk a bit more about how much money you are actually looking for and what these funds will be used for?
1: Yes. So we we, we at the moment look for a round of, of uh, around four hundred thousand uh, Swiss francs, and the goal would be to develop further our product and uh, validate the, the hypothesis we have with our customers. So the, the goal is to convert them and uh, to show that we can build a successful sales company and uh, gr- grow, grow within the companies itself, like offer additional
0: services. Is there like any specific metric that you pay a special attention to that you want to achieve with that uh, funds?
1: Recurrent revenue. Okay. Yes, so the goal is to get to 100,000 recurrent revenue as soon as possible.
0: Now we also have some rapid fire questions prepared for you. Um, we basically give you a quick question, and then you can answer in one or two sentences. Mm-hmm. The first question is, "What was your first summer job as a teenager?"
1: Oh, that's that's a good one. So I was I was forced to help out my my family in the family business. Uh, that was the, when I was really young, and uh, then like mid aged, I, I was building websites for for pocket money. So I, I discovered that uh, building websites you can earn quite quite a good uh, salary uh, during your free time. And, and I was spending a lot of time doing it. So it was quite nice. <laughs> nice. And what was the family business? What were you doing there? So my, my family owns a riding stable. So I'm like a farm boy. And uh, of course they needed quite often help. Like, you know, when my friends on Sunday were, were sleeping till 11 AM, I had to get up at 6 AM and go downstairs and, and help the, uh, cleaning the, the stable and everything.
0: <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of work involved there. What are you actually most proud of in, in your life?
1: Uh, it's actually the, the company and uh, what we achieved so far. I think really that uh, we, we pulled all of this off uh, and uh, managed to, to work with multiple leading companies in different areas uh, is quite, quite amazing.
0: And yet there's still so much more to come, I can imagine. Yes, exactly. Hopefully. And also the last question, what's the surprising fact that people don't know about you?
1: I think it's it's the, the, the point with that I grew up on a horse farm. I think lots of people would think that I'm a very tech guy growing up in a tech family, but um, re- really like uh, I, I had to fight for my computer. My family was completely not convinced about it. When I was programming, my, my grandfather used to tell me that's stupid, Programmers are, are usually support workers they are not the, the real moneymakers and he, he was a professor right in, in medicine so he said I should do something properly proper and not uh, spend time on the computer and, and doing websites or building applications.
0: I'm glad that the world changed.
1: Yes, me too.
0: <laughs> hey, thanks a lot for answering all the questions Igor. is there anything else you would like to add that we have not talked about yet?
1: I think uh, one one there's, there is one point. I think we should really, uh, like, if, if anyone out there is also working in the ML deep learning computer vision domain, please uh, hit me up. I, I really would like to to exchange with other people in the space and uh, try to to convert Zurich a bit more into a collaborative hotspot in this area. I think there are lots of founders in this space and also researchers. I mean, we have large research companies, but there's not enough exchange happening. I would really like to change that.
0: Yeah. Good, uh, good call to action, talk to each other and uh, exchange. Thank you so much for your time, Igor. Uh, we wish you all the best and lots of success with uh, what to label and are curious to hear and read more about your future development. Thank you so much, Silvan. Today's episode was brought to you by SBB Startup. If you think that your startup or your idea is a good fit to the Swiss Railways, get in touch with them at sbbstartup.com. It doesn't matter if you're an already established company or just have an idea. The dedicated team behind sbbstartup Startup is here to help you and to evaluate the good fit to the Swiss Railways. In order to contact them, visit sbbstartup.com. Thank you very much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed the content, we would be thrilled to receive your rating on Apple Podcasts. That way, you not only support Swisspreneur, but also help other entrepreneurs discovering the show and finding more valuable information on how to run their businesses. Next week, we will already be back with an all-new episode of the Swisspreneur Show, so we hope to see you again then for a new episode.